I know it's Father's Day, but I'm going to be a little bit unusual. I just might as well start by saying, I would like for all the fathers to stand up. Please, let's give them a hand. Come on. Okay, let's give all the other men a hand. Come on, it's all other men, all right? And I'm going to include all the ladies, whether a general lady, I'm, I'm not saying it right, all the mothers stand up, would you please? All mothers, come on, let's give them a hand, come on. All right, I didn't get much on that clap. Come on, let's give them a hand, come on, we can do that. There we go. Father's Day. But I'm going to declare to you the Son's Day. I seem to be getting, and I don't mean Sunday, I mean Son, S-O-N apostrophe S. I'm going to make this the Son's Day. Can I get an amen? amen? And you can see the topic, and I don't think we're on the same page. Um, well, number one, there we go. Who is Christ? The last page of April, May, June, 2023 issue of Daily Bread begins as saying, once we've trusted Christ as our Savior, how do we grow in our relationship with him? I'm going to say that again, and I'm going to be repeating. I know I can tell by the tenor of my message already. What once we trusted Christ as our Savior, how do we grow in our relationship with him? Jesus is called the Good Shepherd because he leads and washes over those who follow him. My sheep listen or hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. But how do we hear the shepherd? Our sensibility to his voice depends on our communication in four areas. And I know it says four up there, but it also means four areas. Of course, it goes on. However, now we're on number two. And today's message seeks to explore the remainder of the biblical truth found within its contents. Once again, the text starts, once we've trusted Christ as our Savior, how do we grow in our relationship with him? The first part about trusting Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, is the main concern of this morning's message. Just who is this Christ? Who is he? The latter part, how do we grow? How do you and I grow? I'm not picking on anybody because I don't know you so well that I can not say things about myself. How do we grow after we've trusted Christ. However, 
as I said, my main focus is who's Jesus. The latter part, how do you and I grow in our relationship with it, will be addressed, I hope, next week. So maybe that'll help to bring you back. I'm going to ask you a question that's not on this paper right now, not on this sheet. I want you to answer a very solemn question. Have you and I grown since we know Jesus Christ? Again, I'm not picking on anyone because I would be pointing out myself too. Have you and I grown since we've known him? Or are we still, as Paul says, babes in Christ? Only you can answer that question. Can I get a witness? Only you. Number three. Who is Christ? Is he a prophet? Just a prophet? A supreme teacher? A simply a man's follow God? Is that who he is? Is that who you trusted in? Who is this Christ? I'm going to start with Isaiah 53. For who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form or comeliness to him. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. I continue to ask you throughout this message, who is Isaiah talking about? He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. <clears throat> he hid, as it was, or were his faces from us. Number four. Surely, say surely. Surely hath borne our griefs and carried our souls. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God. I got a lot to say about smitten of God in the next few pages. Inflicted. But he was wounded. For our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. Well, you say, Brother Bruce, I'm a good person. I give my tithe. I come to church every week. I even sing praises to God. I'm just a good guy or girl. I'm good. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. 
you know, Brother Bruce, I'm going to get saved my way, regardless of what is written, regardless of what I kind of sense in my heart there's something missing. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. In the Hebrew text, it reads, made the iniquity of us all to meet on him. Now, I know I'm going to say this again, so you might as well, if you can, get used to it. Did you know that whoever the Isaiah is talking about, God made all your sins upon him? Can I get a witness? I want you to get it again. I'm on this page four. The Hebrew reads, God made all the iniquity of us to meet on him. This is not in the text either. My God. My God. Why have you forsaken me smitten of God man didn't smite him I'm going this is the next page as I know it is whoever wrote this about I know Isaiah wrote it about this person did you notice I didn't try to identify him yet he says the iniquity of all of us was laid on him, smitten of God, and afflicted. Number five. Here's three versions. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Surely our griefs he himself bore. And our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God. Brother Bruce, why do you keep emphasizing smitten of God? Not in the text. No man, whoever's talking, no man takes my life from me. I lay it down. He laid his life down. No one took it from him. Surely our sickness he had borne, and our pains he hath carried them, and we have esteemed him plagued, smitten of God, and afflicted. Number six, cut off. Say cut off. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before his shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. I think you're getting the picture. I cannot imagine. Apparently, this is a picture of the cross, whoever this is. He didn't open his mouth. Nails, 
in his seat. One nail in his face. Nails in his hands. Thorns. Yesterday I was cutting the grass. Literally yesterday. And I just, I did something stupid. I reached, reached down to pick up some branches. And in those branches were some pricks. My hands immediately recoiled. Can I get a witness? What do you mean by that? I immediately recoiled from the prickers that were among the debris that I picked up. Now I'm going to say this succinctly. Whoever this is, not little prickers like I picked up yesterday, but a thorns were pushed down on his head. And he didn't utter a word. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Say, take it away, please. I'm going to ask you to interact, especially through the end of this sermon. You're going to see it's in red. But right now, I'm capitalizing on whoever this man is. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living? I'm going to say it again. I have my own notes down here along with the regular notes. In the New Testament, this same man says, destroy this temple and I'll raise it up in three days. Can I get a witness? In another instance that I've already pointed that out, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down. And why? I got to calm myself down. Did he lay it down? For you and me. And for that, whoever it is, you ought to be able to say, thank you. I was talking to the Lord this morning. And I have noticed the more thanks I get, Thank you. The more time I see, thank you, thank you, thank you for saving my wretched, that's right, my wretched soul. There's nothing good about Bruce Carter saved by the grace of God. And the same thing is true for you and me. I took an allergy tablet this morning. I hope it helps. Can I get a witness? Matter of fact, I took several allergy tablets to, to keep me from different things. His grave was assigned with the wicked, yet he was with... Yet he was with a rich man in his death because he had done no spineless. That's a misprint. His grave was assigned with the wicked. Yet he was with a rich man in his death. 
There's something wrong with that. Because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. I want you to get the next part. Yet it pleased the Lord. Well, who's the Lord? Notice it's in capital letters. God the Father. To bruise him. Did you get that, ladies and gentlemen? God the Father bruised his unique son. I just said it just now. Why is that? Of a familiar phrase. And don't ever get used to it. It's not on, it's not up there. For God so loved the world. That's you and me. That he gave. You didn't earn it. We don't deserve it. He gave his only unique son. I could get ahead of myself, but I might as well. By saying, there's only one son. One son by nature. Smitten of God. The only sinless man who ever endured suffering, hatred, I know the word is ignominy, death is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he suffered, and I have for mine, for our sins, the just for the unjust, that he may bring us to God. Here's another version. For Christ also died for, let me get it right. For Christ also died for sins once for all. I have up here a note. I'm just going to read it. This is in Hebrews chapter 10. But this man, some say this high priest, after he offered one sacrifice for sins Forever. Can I get a witness? A sacrifice that never needs to be repeated because it was done. It was accomplished by the eternal Son of the living God. For Christ also died for us once for all. So just for the unjust so that he might bring us to God. Oh, I'm going to come to God on my own. I don't need him. If you feel that way when you leave this earth, if you maintain that type of view, you're going to hear these words, I never knew you. Depart from me. I want you to notice something. He didn't say, I never knew you. Depart. He didn't say, you're going to pass out of existence. You and I are going to be somewhere forever. For Christ also died for our sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he may bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, 
that made alive in the spirit. Number nine. Why do you say that? Here's what the Bible says. You either believe it or you don't. For there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Here's another version. Neither is salvation in any other, for none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. And none other is there salvation, for neither is there any other name under heaven that is given among men, wherein we must be saved. Can I get a witness? Do you know if you're not saved, you're lost? And I'm not trying to embarrass anybody because I don't know your heart. Only God knows your heart. But if you're not saved, you're lost. Just like me and any other person in or out of this room. You're either saved or you're lost. Those words, and I hope it won't be said to anyone in here, depart from me. I never knew you. Saved for what? Saved, here's that growing part, to live for Jesus. Can I get a witness? Don't you know that if you're saved, God has you saved and still alive because he's got some work for you and me to do. Don't go around sitting on your laurels and say, I'm saved, that's it. If you're saved, that's just the beginning. I'm going to read the last one. And none other is their salvation. For neither is there any other name under heaven that is given among men wherein we must be saved. Number 10. Salvation. I hope it's in green, and it is. Salvation involves a change in the relationship between God and man. Salvation includes God's adoption of believers into his family. I don't know if you got that, but I'm going to repeat that last sentence and say something about it. Salvation includes God's adoption of believer into his family. Can I get an amen? Don't you know that when you got saved, the moment you trusted Christ, you were adopted into his family? He calls you one of his own? Salvation includes God's adoption of believers into his family, his acceptance of them as righteous. Did you get that? You're accepted as righteous. You know why? It's an imputed righteousness. He charges it to your account. The righteousness of who? The righteousness of Christ is imputed charged to every born-again believer. 
and his forgiveness of their sins. Don't you know? He'll never bring it up again. It is, includes personal renewal. Say personal renewal. How are you doing with that, brothers and sisters? How are you doing with that? It includes personal. This is a one-on-one -on -one relationship. And none of us are the same. There's something about you and me that is unique. Personal. Let me add this, and I didn't intend to. Don't get tired of me saying this, please. Did you know that the Father, personal, say personal, and the Son had a one-on-one -on -one personal relationship before, before the world even existed? Can you get it? Can I get an amen? Before there was any world, before there was atoms and everything else, the universe, God the Father and the Son had a personal relationship. And someone said, I'll go down. Let me go down. How do I know that? John 1.14, and the word, the Lagos, was made flesh, and he dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten. It also includes personal and transformation, say transformation. Don't you ever tell me, at least, that when you get saved, something happens on the inside. What is it that happens on the inside? Through the work, the penetration of the Holy Spirit. He comes in and starts making changes in your life. I was talking to a brother Friday. I want to get the right day. He said, Brother Bruce, I've been away from the Lord for months. But he said, this, I wish he was here today. He said, do you know the Lord didn't leave me? He kept working on me. Can I get a witness? If you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit's going to keep on working on you until he calls you home. And what are you going to do? Don't you want to hear, I said it before, well done. Where did I get that from? You see it at the bottom, Zonophon, Dictionary, Bible Themes. Say transformation. I hope it convicts you and me. I hope it does. Transformation. There should be something going on internally. Number 11. Who is this Christ? I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is coming. 
the Almighty, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what you see, write in the book, and send it unto the seven churches which are written in Asia, Ephesus, and Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and Thyatira, and Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. There's a lady right in this church, I, right, I can call her name, I don't mind calling her, I hope she doesn't mind. Kathy Stone said when she read these verses about the Alpha and the Omega, something triggered that Jesus is more than a prophet. He's more than a good teacher. He is indeed the Alpha and the Omega. She turned away from a group called Jehovah's Witnesses and came to Jesus Christ. How about you? Are you listening to a cult member? I don't care if it's here, Brother Bruce, or someone else. Doesn't matter. Seventh-day Adventist? No, I'm not calling Seventh-day Adventist. Some, 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 <laughs> let me slow down. Some people are saved in other churches, but they come out. Can I get a witness? Let's get real with the Bible. And don't go over here, don't go out of the church and say that that pastor condemns seven dead. I didn't say that. Amen. Could be any church. Could be this church. What am I asking you to do? Get into the word. Let's go on with Alpha and Omega. Alpha and Omega, first and the last. Well, wait a minute, Pastor Bruce. You just read back in Revelation chapter 1, verses 8 and 11. And now you see another Alpha and Omega. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give unto him that is thirsted. Let me ask you a question. Don't answer it, but answer it to yourself. Are you thirsty? I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. Why is it free? Well, here he goes again. Say free. For by grace, you've been saved. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. You can't keep it. It's free. Can I get a witness? It's all free. Free to do what? Free to live for Jesus. Not free to walk away and say, now that I'm saved, I'm going to live in sin. God forbid. God forbid that once you get saved, you think you're going to live any type of way. I'm going to tell you the right truth. God's got a way to bring you back. Because you've been adopted into his kingdom and he's going to work on you trying to get you straightened out. That includes Brother Bruce. Can I get a witness? If you think that you're a Christian and you can live any old type of way, let me put it this way. You're mistaken. It's a free gift, but you can't live any type of way because God the Holy Spirit is going to work on you. And some of you in here, he's already started working on them. You got a child, you don't let him do anything. 
but he's still your child. Can I get a witness? I am. Say I am. I'm getting off track just a little. Some of you know this verse. Before Abraham was. What's the next part? I am. The person who died for your sins is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. I got some more comments about the first and the last. Number 13, I am Alpha and Omega. I am from eternity to eternity. Did you make this up, brother? No, I didn't make it up. I got it from some scholars. This mode of speech is borrowed from the Jews who express the whole compass of things by Aleph, A Aleph, and T Tau, the first and last letters of the Hebrew alphabet. But as St. John was writing in Greek, he accommodates the whole to the Greek alphabet, of which Alpha, A, and Omega, O, are the first and last letters. Did you get that? I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am from eternity to eternity. Number 14. I just talked about this, and this is a little bit disjointed. I got so tired of flipping the scriptures, so I just left them. I said, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit take over, like, he, like he's been doing. Can I get a witness? What do you mean by that? I'm tired of flipping back and forth. Let's put this all together for me. Holy Spirit. That's right. I can speak to the Holy Spirit. And if you're a born-again Christian, you can too. Maybe you got some habits that you want to clear up. Maybe you got some thoughts that there should be there. You can ask the Holy Spirit. He'll help you. You think you can do it on your own. You'll soon find out you can. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, stay in Christ. He is a new creature. Not a wash job, a new creature. So says the Greek. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Here's another version. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. There's a change. It might be little by little. It might be growth spurts. I don't know. But there's a change. The old things that you used to do, you feel funny now. When you do them, something happens, something goes off, and you no, that's not right. Thank you. For if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now I want you to go back there, my crew. If you go back to number 10 again, that's why I'm glad I named them. Would you go back to 10? Salvation. 
Never mind. I'll just read it again. Don't worry about it. Salvation involves a change in the relationship between God and a person. Salvation includes God's adoption. I'm going to say it again. Adoption, which means, come on. You're my son now, by adoption. Salvation includes God's adoption of believers into his family. I don't know who this is for. I have no idea. Some family members of the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope we can see you more often. Can I get a witness? Maybe you can come to Bible study. Maybe you can come to a prayer meeting. Maybe we, I know there's various reasons, but for the most part, if you ask the Lord, he'll even change your schedule. Can I get a witness? We'd like to see you more. That's part of your growth. Being around other Christians is part of growing up. We need each other. Salvation includes God's adoption of believers into his family, his acceptance of us as righteous. Say righteous. I'm going to say this again. I know I already said it. Don't you know that when you got saved, God imputed to you his own righteousness to his son? You got some kind of righteousness of your own, but it's no good. The only righteousness that God accepts is his own righteousness. Let's go on to 15. Behold, he is coming. Ah, you keep on talking about he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Who's he coming back for? His church. I heard a lady said, and I didn't try to correct her because it was proper. She says, I, I am the church. No, you are not the church. We are members of the church. Each one of us collectively are members of the church. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierce him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. So it is to be. Amen. I am. Brother Bruce, you keep talking about I am. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and who is to come. I'm going to say it again. Who is, I know it has I up there. Who is coming quickly with the clouds? Jesus. He's coming. Who is the one who was pierced? Say Jesus. Yes. And in case you don't know, go to number 16. I'm going to turn, don't turn back to 15. Who is the one who was pierced? Why'd you bring that up, Brother Bruce? For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. Colossians, I forgot the verse, 2 9. In him dwells all the fullness 
Say all. I'm going to emphasize this. Not half the fullness, not three-quarter fullness, not 11 16th, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I'm going to say it again in case you don't know. There's a, there's a man in heaven. He's the mediator between God and man. The man, Christ Jesus. Who is this child? For a child will be born to us. I got an underline on my, a child is born by Mary. But the son is given. God gave his son. I just can't get over it. A son will be given to us and the government will rest on his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Eternal Father. Well, he must be the Father. In the Hebrews, it means he's the Father of eternity. He existed before time. Can I get a witness? He's the Prince of Peace. You ever lose your keys? You ever lose your wallet? You ever lose anything important? I have, and I'm sure you have. Don't you know that God can give you pieces and say, you're going to find it. I don't know where it's, I know where it's at, you don't, but I, and he gives peace in your heart. Can I get a witness? He's a personal God. He's not a far off God. Amen. He knows you from head to foot. Amen. And he knows where you're lost to that. He knows how to find it. And I've done that so many times unknowingly. And maybe you have too. And there was a peace that God gave. You're talking about yourself, aren't you bragging? It can come to you too. You're one of his children. For a child will be born to us. A son will be given. I better go on to number 17. And who is this person whom Simon Peter and others have placed their faith? Before I go on, have you placed your faith in this person who we're talking about? Or are you going to walk out of this room and say, there he goes with one of those sermons about whatever. I don't care. Don't you know that you and I are responsible for what you've heard and you reject it? I wish Tom was here. He had to leave for a special meeting. Let me add the word of God. How shall we escape? You've heard the message of the gospel so many times, and you still say, and you're still addressed by saying this. How shall we escape if you neglect? You just let it drift out. Simon Peter 
a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who have received a faith at the same time as ours. I want to reflect upon that just a second. Don't you know that you and I, I don't care if you're the clergy, I don't care if you're the Pope, I don't care who you, you get saved the same way. You're not something special. The only thing special about us is getting saved through the finished work of the Lamb of God. Just because you got on a certain suit or a certain hat or whatever it may be, doesn't get you saved. Put it in your place in Jesus Christ. That's what gets you saved. But the righteousness, there it is. Of God our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what got you, what you got saved, that's the righteousness that you got. Looking for, number 18, that blessed hope and glorious appearing. I said it before, he's coming back. The glorious appearing of the great God. And Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm not going to try to give you this rule. I'm just going to say this for you who already know it. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Titus is calling Jesus Christ the great God and Savior. Looking for that blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Number 19. Let's make us a comparison. Referring to God the Father, I have sworn by myself the word has come out, gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return done unto me. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I'm going to stop right here for a second. There are some of, I hope it's not you. You, that's right, you and I. I don't care if you're a millionaire, a billionaire. A car owner, a good salesman. I don't need God. Someday every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. Can I get a witness? You can do it now, or you can wait until it's too late. Let's get back to the comparison. At the name of Jesus. Wait a minute. In Isaiah 45, 23, it says, Every knee shall bow to God the Father. You can look it up. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things on earth and things underneath the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. I wonder why Paul makes the comparison between Isaiah and Philippians. I'll tell you why. And this is done, turn to 20. That all men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father. 
Let's make another comparison. For this need, oh, let me stop. For this reason, they could not believe for Isaiah said unto them, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart so that they would not see with their eyes and perceive with their heart and be converted and I will heal them. These things Isaiah said because he saw his glory. I wonder whose glory he saw. Somebody said it. And he, and he spoke of him. Nevertheless, many even at the ruler believed in him. Did I say that right? Nevertheless, many even of the rulers believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him. Let me ask you a question. Say confession. This is not in the text. Have you ever confessed Jesus as Lord? Let me get back. <clears throat> Nevertheless, many of the rulers believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. What's the comparison? Here it is. In the year King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe. He filled the temple. Seraphim, that's six-winged creatures, stood above the throne, or above him, each having six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one called unto the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. To make a long story short, whose glory did Isaiah see in, the, in that time in Isaiah chapter 6? He saw the glory of Jesus Christ. I'm going to say it again, and I keep emphasizing this. Who died for your sins? The Lord, who Isaiah said was the Lord of glory, and his whole glory filled the temple. Can I get a witness? None other person died for you. God sent his very best. And the bounds of the let me slow down. And the foundation, say foundation. This is not in the text, but I thought about it and I have it underlined. What ground are you standing on? Are you standing on sinking sand? Or are you standing on the one foundation, Jesus Christ? And the foundation of the threshold trembled at the voice of him who called out with the temple was filled with smoke. Then he said, woe is me. This is Isaiah talking. Woe is me. When you come to realize that you're on a sinner and you're on your way to hell. That's not popular these days. Can I get a witness? That's not popular. Well, there is a hell. And let me put it this way. Jesus paid your hell. And if you go there, you'll go there in spite of what he did for you. What do you think it means when he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Woe is me, for I am ruined 
because I am a man of unclean. This is a saved man talking. Isaiah is a saved man. And you can be saved and still know there's many sins in your life. And I live among a people of unclean lips. Let me ask you. I have no idea who I'm talking to. How's your mouth? Is it clean or unclean? There's a lot of curse words coming out of it. Or other filthy stuff. Don't get mad at me. Get mad with God. Say amen. amen. He wrote it. I didn't read it. Amen. I didn't write it. He wrote it. Did you get that? What Isaiah, 1 to 23, what Isaiah said he saw in Isaiah 6 as the glory of, of the Lord is quoted in John as the glory of Yahweh Jesus. Say Yahweh. Yahweh. In the year, I know it's a repeat, in the year of King Uzziah, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with a train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him each having six wings. With two, he covered his face. Say, covered his face. When you and I see the glory of God. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. Say, flew. If you've been saved for a long time, you ought to be on a mission with your feet. Mission to where? Might be a mission at home. Might be a mission on the streets. It might be a mission wherever God puts you. And one called out to the other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Capital of the whole earth is full of his glory. I'm going to change pages because I'm getting close to the end. Twenty, Skip 24. Well, the allergy tablets are helping a little. 25. I saw Jehovah, the Lord, said the prophet, sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim, and one cried unto another, Holy, holy, holy is Jehovah, God of hosts. The whole earth is, shall be full of his glory. It appears evident from this passage that the glory which the prophet saw, that is Isaiah, was the glory of Jehovah. John, therefore, said here that it was the glory of Jesus Christ, shows that he considered Jesus Jehovah. Can I get a witness? I'll tell you who the real Jehovah is. The eternal Son of God. Yes, Pastor, I'm still going to be on time. 26. In Isaiah 6, 1, 5, this is evident by the glory of the Lord of hosts. What do you mean by hosts? The heavenly hosts. Here it is clearly. It is as clear that the glory of Jesus who is therefore identified with Jehovah whom the prophet beheld. See John 1, 1. I'm almost done. Can't skip this passage. Say glory. glory. God who was 
spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways. They spoke. I'm just going to say this. God is still speaking to some of you. I'm glad I don't know who. But he's speaking to you over and over and over. He's trying to get your attention before it's eternally too late. In these last days, he's spoken to us with his son, whom he appointed heir of all things through all. So he made the world. And that world, world, I hope you get this. Say world. It's the word. I can't say this word, but it means I own us. It means he made time. He made the ages. He made time. Don't you know that Jesus made time? He made time. Verse 3, he is the radiance of his glory. Of whose glory it is? God's glory. And the exact representation, there can be no created being the exact representation of God. It's impossible. And yet the Son is just like the Father. He's the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. I'm going to just say this. And don't sing with me. We sing that song, he's got the whole world in his hands. Don't we sing that? Amen? Yes. Let me add this. He's got the whole entire universe in his hand. I got two to go. Here's my question. When he had made purifications of our sins, he sat down at the right hand of majesty. Question. Well, I wonder why he sat down. Because it is finished. It's finished. Don't you know that the high priest couldn't sit down because his work was never done? But when Jesus sat down. He was declaring it is finished. Can I get a witness? It's over. Tetelestai. He paid the price. I said I was going to get I was just going to go to number 29. He is the image of the invisible God. The image no, let me, let me, I'm not, I can't go over this, but it takes too long. He is the image of the invisible God. Whereas you and I were made in the image of God, you were made in the image of God. It doesn't say that about the Son. It says, He is the image of God. What do you mean by that? I'll tell you what it means. He was never made. He is. And I'm going to say this, and I'll say it again. Therefore, I hope you got the last part. He is. You and I were made the image of God. He is the image of God. Why do you say that? Because there never was a time when he wasn't. Here's my last one. Say he's able. He's able. He's able. I know God's able. How do you know that, Brother Bruce? Therefore, he's able to save Forever, not just sometime, forever. 
Therefore, he is able to save forever those who draw near to God from him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it is fitting that such a high priest, he's holy, he's innocent, he's undefiled, and he's separate from sinners. Verse 5 of 31, he saved us. He saved you. If you go away from this church today and you die to the next day or even today, if you, where are you going to spend eternity? Well, if I die today, that's too bad. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. When I'm dead, I'm dead. You better think twice. He saved us, not on the basis of our good deeds, which we have done in righteousness, but according, say according, according to his mercy. You can ignore God all you want. And I don't, I'm saying that sarcastically. You can, no, you can, let me slow down. You can ignore God all you want, but someday you're going to stand before the living God. Can I get a witness? I'm done. Let's give your Lord a hand.